Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, 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 bro, where's the banjo? Everybody, I am that fat guy. I am always here with my big bri. Hey, man. And also my cousin Vinny. Good morning, everybody. So today we are in episode 56 of Illegal Ham to the Face. I don't even know what's today's date. Is it the 8th? June 8th? Today is yep. June 8th. June 8th. And uh, Vinny, why don't you give us a rundown for today's show? You don't. I hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Brian, I got you. Brian can hear yep. you. Yeah. We're all good. Might need to turn your volume up a little bit more. I guess so. There we go. Is that better? Can I hear myself now? I can hear myself There now. you go. Oh, my God. All right. So now that we're getting this out of the road already. <laughs> so uh, my cousin Vinny, we don't even have it, do we? All right. So today's show, we got a special show for you today. We got Justin Lada from Indians Baseball Insider, and he is going to be joining us here shortly. And also, we're going to talk a little Cavs, a little Tribe, our top three summer treats, and our Fat Boy Tuesday is a contest that I'm going to see if we get all the boys into. So stay tuned for Fat Boy Tuesday. Uh, we got to get into our shout outs. So, first off, I want to shout out Mulligans last week. We had such a blast with Nick Paulus last week. He's got it now. He's got the list. I found it. He found the list. Cool. Uh, we had uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> such. I love it. I love it. So, uh, Nick Paulus from ESPN Cleveland, the Voice of the Land podcast, joined us last week and just had a blast. And Fat Boy Tuesday was like none other. And we had tater tots, loaded tater skins. We had barbecue pulled pork sandwich. We had bruschetta. We had wings. We had the Godfather. Just tune into our last show. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. And you guys will enjoy the food spread that we had. We had a little hiccups with some audio and some uh, video. But, hey, what, what are you going to do? It's a live show. You got to do it, that right? That happens. Sure. So, uh, Brian, do you have any shout-outs? for uh, this week uh yeah i got a couple um oh, there goes my dog i guess she's shouting me out um <laughs> the first one's a little a bit of a melancholy shout out my wife lost her grandmother yesterday so i just want to shout out her entire family send all my love to them she was a 
tremendous, tremendous woman, and she was loved by many, and she was always incredibly warm and inviting to me, and so the world uh, lost a good person yesterday, so sorry to bring you down, but um, I uh... just wanted to send my love to all of them, and anyone who's listening, and on a more happy note, um, this past weekend, I'd like to shout out all the guys uh, that went down to Pennsylvania with me. We went whitewater rafting for my buddy Mark's um, bachelor party and had a blast. And I tell you, I don't think I'll ever do it again, but <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. there's was, nothing where were more terrifying at? than when you flip that raft over and you're just at the mercy of the river and you don't know what's ahead of you, what kind of rocks are down there. And so, yeah, but you're a big yeah. fella. You just float, right? I, you, you can just float, but you're going pretty fast. And, uh, so it's not, uh, you it's got, not like tubing. No, see, see, tubing's more my speed. Cabruin. Cabruin. Love Cabruin. Love Cabruin. Let me just float on down the river. Yeah. But it was an experience. So I'm glad I did it. We had a blast, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Things that you have to kind of sign your life away and say, Hey, I won't sue you if I get killed here. Yeah. I got yeah, you. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not into that. Very yeah. Much. We're not into that. <laughs> <laughs> all right so you have fun with the boys so yep. let's see here turner dick uh yep. mark nick uh, my nick. nick listens to the show but shout him out um labuglio oh you had ed with you too yeah did he stick his finger <laughs> in your beer uh he probably did he, he did in my shot a couple times he I, likes to I do love that it. He, he'll walk right up to you this guy is notorious for this he goes that looks pretty good. He just sticks his finger right in your beer. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm still going to drink it. Don't think I won't. Oh, yeah. So, He'll buy you a beer, and you're like, oh, thanks, man. And then he'll stick his whole hand in it to hand it to you over at the top. And it's like, well, yeah, I, I guess I'll drink it still, but uh, I, I return that. Thank you. <laughs> so, my cousin Vinny, you got any shout-outs, bud? Um, I actually, I do. Uh, shout-out, well, one to my uh, nephew there, Dominic, as always. Um, I also have a shout out to the Chiking Burger. The what? The Chiking Burger. Chiking Burger. That's right, from Burger King. Because guess what? You got the Chicken King? I did. How was that chicken sandwich? I, I have to admit it was one of the best sandwiches. Right? Did you get the spicy? You didn't get the spicy one. I did not get the spicy. I just had the original. And fantastic. So... Bride, did you try it yet? You're going to try it today. It based based on what you told me and based on what Jay told you, I had to try it. And what do you think? Uh they're they're definitely in the conversation now. Um, I I kind of dogged them last time about the original chicken sandwich, but this new chicken sandwich it's legit. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty good. I'd, right? I'd say it's yeah. kind of similar to Popeyes. Um, if you ask me, yeah, I, like it's up there with the rest of them. I mean, they did a really good job with it. I, because I tried to take Vinny there uh, after we played pool on Thursday night. Was it Thursday? Thursday, yeah. Thursday night, and they ran out mm. of chicken. I was like, "How can you <laughs> run out of chicken?" He goes, well, "I believe it." He goes, "They're all frozen." He goes, "We went through a chicken palooza over here, and they were just buying chickens up like crazy." I'm like, "Ah," I'm like, "Vinny, I'm sorry, bud." So we ended up getting a whole bunch of other food anyways. So because <laughs> that's how we roll. But, Best uh, thing on their menu, I think, though. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, yeah. Also, we have to, we, first off, we forgot to shout out the tournament that we had, the eight ball tournament. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Billy Wild's team won. So congratulations, Billy. Oh, very nice. So it was Billy, Peanut, um, uh, Phil Dam, 
who are the other guys? Batman, Wonder Woman. You know which team I'm talking about. This, I do. They're yeah. sticky bandits, I think they call you. I, I believe it is, yes. So congratulations <laughs> to them. Um, also, uh, we will be announcing next week our new sponsor for Legal Hand in the Face. So please stay tuned. Uh, we have made a deal with a very, very good person, a good friend of ours. So uh, he will be sponsoring Illegal Hand in the Face. And Bri, I'll let you know when that is. We have to do a live read. He's got something he's typing up for us. So cool. we have that going for us. And what was the next thing? So we have the 20th of June. We are doing Toby and Miguel cook-off. Yep. The 6th of July, we will be back live at Rookies in Parma Heights. Yep. And then the 10th, we will be at Top Dog Tailgate at uh, the WJ Greenhouse in Berea for their City Dogs of Cleveland fundraiser. So we yep. have got a busy schedule coming up here, guys. So <laughs> but hunker down and let's do it. All right. So, Brian, we're getting into our show here. All right. And it is trivia time. But I kind of want to wait until Mr. Latta comes on with us. He should be joining us here in about couple minutes so i'm going to wait a little bit on the trivia um you pulled out your earbuds are you okay over there no something's going on can you still hear me okay yeah i can still hear you okay can you hear us yep sure okay. can all right so uh we have to get a little bit of talk uh about the browns uh the browns have got otas the defense is there the offense isn't uh, we've had, we did sign Jock, but we still have two unsigned free agents. And one is our number one pick. And the other one is our wide receiver that we drafted. So, I mean, how do you feel about the, uh, the Browns and the OTAs? Uh, you know, I'm okay with it, I guess. Uh, I don't love it as I'm sure a lot of fans don't, you prefer your team to be together, uh, versus not be together, but. They're showing the solidarity for um, for J.C. Treader and what he's trying to do with the, the players' union. So I understand it. I don't think it's going to have a huge effect at the end of the day, but um, it couldn't hurt for everyone to get together. But it sounds like everyone's, what, um, with Baker and Austin, Texas or something. Yeah, they're all something. together still. I think the offensive lines here in Cleveland, that's what they were talking about. Yeah, you know, we're going to have to put this on hold now because we got a special guest here. Okay. Are you ready cool. for it? Ready for it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into the tribe. All right. From Indians Baseball Insiders, we have Justin Latta on with us. What's going on, bud? What's up, guys? I'm good. How are you all doing? Hey, We're doing man. good. Doing great. So first good off, talk to you again. congratulations on the condo, right? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. When, when do you move in? Uh, end of the month. End of the month. I, Brian, I tried to get him over here. We got a house right beside us for I know. sale. I tried to get him in here so bad. I'm like, come on. I just want to yell out the window. I go, Lana! <laughs> I, I went through that house. I was there. I was there. It just uh, didn't work out this time. That's okay. So, you know, we normally do a trivia, all right? And I had to wait for you to come on because you're already going to know the answer to this trivia. But Jeez. since the doctoring of the balls have come out, there is one famous quote in Major League by veteran pitcher Ed Harris. All right. Bry, I need you to name the four things that he doctored the ball with when Charlie Sheen asked him 
what is on your chest? <laughs> All right. So this is going to Major League? Oh, this is going to Major League, buddy. All the right. very first one, can you tell me? Very first one. They're in the Four locker things. room. I'll even tell you. Every- Charlie C. sits down and he goes, what is that shit on your chest? And Ed Harris starts naming them off. And I want you to name them to me. All right? <laughs> Justin already knows the answer to this question. And so okay. does Vinny. <laughs> so, Justin, you can Vinny knows this? Yeah, he does. Shoot, Vinny. Come so, on. Justin, do not spoil this for me because this is going to be fun. <laughs> okay, I, I think wanna, I got one. I just one. want to blurt it out. So, speaking of doctoring the baseballs, uh, let's be honest, Justin. How many pitchers from the Indians are actually doing it? Uh, what is it, about 12? 14, 16. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone uses something. I guess it just depends on well, Kluber was on always what they the use. List. I mean, Kluber was well. Good. I don't. I don't know. You know, for the guys that go to their their fingers, the guys who lick their fingers, I don't know if they're doctoring the ball that much because you're right. not going to lick your fingers if you're you got sunscreen and rosin and oh yeah. But I mean, I don't, well, I don't did, think those guys are are doctoring the ball if they're licking their fingers every other bat. That's not. I still think Tasty. it's hilarious. Like they're, <laughs> like they're, and I told Brian this. It's hilarious they're going after the pitchers now, when they had a, an entire team cheat, win a World Series, and nothing happened to them. And now they're going after pitchers, and they're talking about docking the pay. It's like, hold on, how did the players not get in trouble? But now we're going. Okay, now we got we got to step in now because it's getting too much. Like, well, if you remember, if you remember. The Astros are the ones who, who, well, okay, guys have been using and died from the ball for a few years now, but the Astros were the first ones to get the finger pointed at them about this. Trevor Bauer was the first one to point out that Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander went to Houston, and all of a sudden their spin rates are going through the roof. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the Astros are the ones who started this. I don't say they started the whole thing, but they're the ones who made it look like something was going on first. So what are they going to do? What is MLB going to do with? Like, can they even do anything? Like, what are they going to do? Tell, talk to the pitchers in between pitches and go, hey, let me check that ball real quick. Let me see your glove. Are they going to pat them down like it's a security thing before they come out on the mound? Well, the way it worked in the past was if a manager or a player saw something, they'd t- tell the umpire, and the umpire would go look if they had some reason to be suspicious, and they'd go out there and check. Like, the last guy I can remember getting caught with something uh, was Michael Pineda of the Twins. He had, like, some pine tar, like, up on his neck. Uh, it was pretty obvious. Now, now what guys are using is called spider tack, which is was invented for um, strongman competitions for like lifting rocks. Oh yeah. So there, a lot of guys are using that now. I think I think that's going to be the thing. Like, you know, it's been a lot of years now where guys have been using sunscreen and rosin mix to to, to doctor the ball and some pine tar, but the spider tack thing is like unnatural. Um, I think that's going to be the issue. I think if, I think if the umpire goes out there and they see some sunscreen or or a rosin mix or a little bit of pine tar, the pine tar might be a tip off. But the spider tack thing, I think, is going to be the biggest thing they look for. That's going to be the problem. Right. Will they will they will they switch the rules up to do like a mandatory random check, or will it still continue to be if the other team asks for it? Then you go out and check it. Or is this something we could be seeing five, six, seven times per game, um, depending on how much uh, the umpire thinks that he should be checking these pitchers out? Nobody knows. That's that's the whole bizarre thing really? about this is nobody nobody knows. I mean, they, they're they're saying that 
starting next week, they're going to start checking for this, and it's going to be you're going to be suspended. Some minor league players got suspended last week for this. I don't know who, um, but nobody said, nobody knows. Like that's mm-hmm. the whole mystery is how how is this going to be reported? So, well, it, in in well, your opinion, is it a major infraction? Like, does this have a huge bearing on uh, how successful the pitchers are? And if so. You know, how many games should they be suspended if they get caught with some of this stuff? It's pretty bad. I mean, guys used to use this stuff, and hitters used to be okay with it because it was helping guys get a better grip on the ball. So they were like, okay, this is going to bring down hit by pitch. We won't get, you know, hit by a pitch in the box, so we're not going to say anything. But guys are still getting hit like crazy now, and it's just because guys are trying to throw the most ridiculous spin they can on anything. Mm-hmm. Um it's definitely a problem. I mean, everyone, I mean, there's, you know, the Chicago White Sox feed thinks they caught James Karinchak doing it. Obviously, Garrett Cole's been a repeat offender. Trevor Bauer, we know, has probably been doing it. I mean, it's it's everywhere. And oh, Bauer came out and edited it. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Bauer claimed that he was just doing it to expose it so it would get caught. And he, I don't know. <laughs> that, guy is, that guy is something else. I know. So would, would a 50-game uh, suspension be too steep for this kind of infraction? I don't think they'll go that crazy. I mean, 5, 10 for the first time, and then after that it'll be yeah. a little a little worse. I can't imagine it'll be more than 5 or 10 because these are pictures you're talking about, you know? Yeah. Right. But if they really care about fixing this problem, they'll get a steep uh, – They'll, they'll be suspending guys for a large amount of games like they do with steroids. But until then, I don't think really people will take them that serious. Or they just a little slap on the wrist. You have to miss one start. Yeah, that's all I can think of. And it's probably a lot of relievers, too. You don't have your best reliever for five games. That's a big, you know, right. missing two or three games from him. That's true. I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. This whole thing is weird. There's no guidelines. There's nothing in the CBA negotiated for it. It's just a very... You know, it's, it's Rob Manfred doing one of those things that he's just got unilateral control over. He's just going to do it. And that's why baseball loves him so much, because he does this all the time. <laughs> sure. Good Lord. It's just, we'll call it love. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's unreal. I, I just, I, I when I was talking with Brian earlier today, I think it's going to help out the batters a little bit. So it's not going to be either a home run or a strikeout all the time. So we might see somebody hit 300, but I highly doubt it. I mean, if anything to improve, I guess, the three-true outcome baseball. I, I like I like home runs. Um, I think walks are good. I mean, I, nobody cares I mean, about batting average just... anymore. But, yeah, I mean, something's got to be done about the strikeouts and, and how, 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 how much the pitchers have an advantage right now. It's, it's very hard to be a hitter right now. And that's like, you know, I, I just don't understand it because I'm just, as a fan, I love watching baseball. But I don't like to watch three strikeouts in a row or a home run and two strikeouts because it's not even a game. Like you're just like, okay, well, it's two to nothing now. This is great. There's only been one guy on base. All right, well, like, like as long as you get some guys hitting it. Right now, they brought up Bobby Bradley, so we have that going for us, right? Yeah, I mean, swing hard in case you hit it. You know, that's, that's kind of, and this is not, you know, the spin rate thing is, is a problem for batters, but let's also remember that the strikeout issue isn't caused by, because guys are, are, are doctoring the baseball, the, the home run three true outcome thing started because um, players were getting paid better for hitting home runs. They weren't getting paid to hit 20 home runs and hit 
hit 280 or 270, that wasn't getting anybody paid. But if you pay, you hit 240 and you hit 40 bombs, that's going to get you paid. So that's why, and you got, you got the shift, you know, guys are hitting in the shift all the time. Uh, so they're trying to hit the ball in the air more. That's that's caused by how players are being paid and defensive strategy as much as it is guys doctoring the ball. That's why strikeouts are up. Yeah, they're doctoring the ball and it's making pitches nastier, but guys are getting paid for home runs. They don't want to hit into the shift. Um, so it's not just one problem. That's maybe getting rid of the, the sticky substances that are causing good spin rates is part of the problem, but it's not the full equation if you're trying to overcome this this three-true outcome epidemic. And yeah, Bobby Bradley is one of those guys who who's going to do that a lot. He had a good weekend in Baltimore, and um, you know he could hit thirty home runs, but he might strike out two hundred times. That's the player he is. So does that does that close a book with Jake Bowers? Yeah, I mean, either somebody claims him or they just let him go for free, and then yeah. he gets to go whoever wants to give him a chance to revive his career. Go ahead, Brad. So, so Bradley. Um obviously came out on fire. Um, another guy we just called up recently, Owen Miller, has struggled a little bit in his first few weeks with the team. Did we call him up too soon, or how committed are they? Will they ride this out and just try to get him experience this year, or are they looking for some contributions from him? I don't know. I mean, the whole thing has been messed up since since Fran Mill Reyes went down, how they're trying to piece that spot together. Um He'll be in the lineup here and there, and I don't, I don't know if they called him up too soon. I think their hand was forced a little bit because of the of the injury. You know, he only had a handful of games at AAA. You know, it, it's not unexpected that he's going to struggle. There's mm-hmm. just a really big difference right now between AAA and the majors. It's the biggest gap I think I've ever seen between the talent and how good major, league, major leaguers are and, and AAA. It used to be a pretty close line, but now it's going further and further apart. Um, I, I do. I might. I think Miller would have benefited from playing AAA a little bit longer and letting, because you know he didn't even play the full month down there, and that was his first trip through AAA. It didn't give the pitchers time to get a scouting report together on him and find a way to attack his weaknesses and force him to adjust back so he's more of a complete player. And now that's happening at the major league level, and they they pointed out his quickness or weaknesses very quickly. Now he's got to adjust back. It's the hardest place to do it at. So I wouldn't be stunned if he goes back down, but it depends on on what they really want to do. I mean, Yu Chang's looking a little bit better lately. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I give another another week or two weeks, maybe. And if he kind of looks like he's overmatched, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe try something different. But they also might write it out until Framil Reyes comes back because there's not a ton of options in AAA. Nolan Jones isn't doing great. Um, there's not a lot of other options, really. Right. So with the call-ups that we've had, all right, they're pretty much playing younger guys now. They're trying to get a feel for what this team is. And nobody knows what it is right now. It's Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, you lost, what was it, 18-5 to to the probably the worst team in baseball. And I don't even know what the hell happened that game. But what is going – why are they so Jekyll and Hyde? Why can they not be consistent? Is it because of the pitching? The starting pitching has two starters, and it's been kind of shaky on the backside there? Or is it just like the lack of offense that they just don't have besides Jose? Well, that's what you get with young players is they're good. They can be good, and they can be bad. And you you have guys that are streaky, like Josh Naylor. 
you know, puts together a couple of good games, and then he's, you know, has some rough at bats in other games. Uh, Yu Chang, Bobby Bradley's going to be that way. Um, Harold Ramirez is, is, you know, still a young player. Ahmed Rosario is inconsistent. He has been his whole career. Um, you're playing catchers behind the plate that are not good hitters, you know, and that's what you get with, with young players and guys who don't have good track records offensively. I mean, it would help if Eddie Rosario would start getting it together. He looks lost. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have Jose Ramirez. Cesar Hernandez was great in May, and then he's kind of had some waves of his own, and you expect him to be a little more consistent day-to-day. But, yeah, the, the back half of the rotation's a mess. I mean, Sam Hentges hasn't been good. Cal Quantrill finally got a start, and he didn't look good. And I know, you know, some of that was defense, but some of that was his own defense. Um, Eli Morgan, you know, that was not – he got an unfair break with the weather that one night. You just have a lot of young guys, and it's hard It's hard when two or three-fifths of your rotation, you're just not sure what you're going to get every time out. And then you combine that with young guys on offense and, and veterans who are not putting it together – you know, you just have games where they look really good and, and games where they don't. And that's what I expect. That's honestly what I expected from day one is, is a season like this where you saw a week of baseball where they looked really good and you see another week of baseball where they look like they're a third-place team. That That's the thing that gets me about this team is, like, when they play the White Sox or any of the front runners, it's like they show up to play. But when they play the, the sellers of the MLB, it's just like, oh, we can go out and beat them. And they get thumped. I mean, it happened for years against Kansas City. For some odd reason, we could beat everybody else, but Kansas City always had our number. Or Detroit would have our number. It would always be one team would have our number. We just couldn't get over beating a crap team. I mean, is there a way to kind of get the guys back into, you know, we're not that good and we have to beat these teams? I think it really just depends on on your rotation that weekend. Because look, they they got destroyed by the White Sox earlier this year. They got no uh, no hit by them. And they lost ten nothing. Zach Plesac got destroyed that night. I mean, it happens. But with Baltimore, look, there the weekend they were out there, it was uh, Cal Quantrill and J.C. Mejia out there, and, and J.C. Mejia actually pitched pretty well. The offense just didn't show up on Friday night, uh, and then Saturday the offense did show up. So. It just depends on who who is going. When you have, like I said, when you have three fifths of your rotation, you don't know what you're going to get every time out, and it's burning your bullpen because they might be going shorter. That's all it really is. I mean, it just depends on where your rotation falls. You can get good starts out of Bieber and Savali, and hopefully, Plesac's not out too much longer. Um, it no. just depends on when your rotation falls. But yeah, the offense just is. You know, like I said, until until Eddie Rosario gets it going. If he does, and they need a few more weeks of, of consistent performance from Cesar Hernandez and Jose Ramirez, and you need a young guy or two each night to break out, it's tough. So, so well, um, about go ahead. Sack. Now, did Plesak break his hand taking off his jersey, or did he get upset and punch something? <laughs> I, it's a weird explanation. The second I heard it, I, I was very skeptical, but... Because I, I I have flashbacks of LeBron punching the whiteboard, is what I. <laughs> I was yeah. I was thinking Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you aggressively took your shirt off? <laughs> I cannot say, 
because other things happened that night. Oh, but it was like, oh yeah, it was I like get a, you. It was like a spur of the moment speed night, and a little I, excited. I looked like Bruce Almighty. You know, you're watching <laughs> Jim Carrey, just a, yeah. So just picture that. You were parting the. Soup. I don't want to. I was parting the soup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go ahead, Brett. Yeah, back to baseball. Um, what do we have? Like six, seven weeks until uh, the trade deadline. Yeah, do you July think 30th. July thirtieth? Do you think, or do you view the Indians as more of a buyer or a seller? Because we could use. We've been so spoiled um, with such great starting pitching depth, and this year we just don't have it. Do you think if we are a buyer, will we be looking? For starting pitching, obviously we know we need a lot of uh, help with the bats. Um, or do we just stand pat and say, let's not mortgage the future. Let's just take this season as is and uh, hope for the best. I think if they're going to be buyers, what they'll do is they'll look for somebody who's cost controlled. They're not going to go out and get a rental. I don't, I don't see them going out and getting a – I don't think it makes sense for them to go out and get a one-year, two-year player, um, maybe in the outfield if, they, if they're going to do anything. But then again, if you go and do something in the outfield, you've got to figure out who's your center fielder because, look, Jordan Luplo has got to come back at some point. You've got to play him. Josh Naylor is in right field. And if Bobby Bradley's your first baseman now, then Josh Naylor's not moving to first base. So you're kind of stuck unless you want to move on from any of those guys. So – yeah, maybe starting pitching because a lot of what they have is an experience. I mean, Sam Hentges should be in AAA. J.C. Mejia should be in AAA. Tristan McKenzie is in AAA, and I think he's getting recalled next week to come back up. Um, he wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt him to pitch a little bit more in AAA. But at the end of the day, some of these guys they got to find out about. They got to find out about Scott Moss at some point. Um, they've got to figure out what's going on with Logan Allen at some point. Um, I don't know. I, I could see them being sellers if they're not. I mean, if they're more than five games out, I, I would say they're going to be sellers. You're not talking like they're not going to trade Beaver. They're not going to trade Ramirez. You're talking about trading Eddie Rosario if he has any value at that point and Cesar Hernandez. I could see them trading Eddie Rosario and then maybe dealing for an outfielder that's got some club control you know, to move on from Rosario and, and be able to bring somebody in who's got a few years of control. Um, or same with Cesar Hernandez. Maybe they trade Cesar Hernandez and they they bring in something else somewhere because they want to open up second base for uh, Owen Miller if he starts to prove that he can play or somebody else. But I, I you could easily see them both, do both. You know, the year they don't they don't have a Mike Clevenger or Trevor Bauer to trade this time around. Right. Um, so you won't see that, but I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, do you think they would ever uh, think about trading Perez um, with Hedges, you know, being serviceable, uh, not quite the defensive catcher that Perez is, but maybe you can get something for him? I thought they were going to trade one of them this past offseason because they make quite a bit of money combined for how small their payroll is. I, I couldn't believe mm-hmm. that they let two catchers make up a good portion of their payroll. Um I don't think so because the catching depth is so thin right now. I mean, like, like Rene Rivera is 37 and he's the backup right now and he really probably shouldn't be in the majors. So I, I doubt if they do that just because catching is so thin in the system right now. Right. So the last one I have is, uh, what was this big report last week that the 
Indians finally trimmed down uh, their names to 1,200 names that they were thinking about for next year. <laughs> They've had several months, and they're finally at 1,200. Can we expect a decision on this within the next couple months? Will it be ready for next year, or now are we now looking at 2023? I wouldn't be surprised if it's not if it's still 2023 at this point, which is a little odd. Mm-hmm. considering they decided to announce this last year a report came out about considering taking the name away and then right um, i know there was a new york times report i don't know i think it was i think it was in the off season um that came out and talked about the process a little bit and it kind of caught them off guard where they weren't like prepared with an announcement because this they got scooped somehow mm-hmm. they weren't expecting it so that might have forced their timeline a little bit up um okay. i See, I kind of sympathize here because, look, this is a big decision. Right. And they can't afford to screw this up. I mean, people are already pissed off enough about the logo and the name change and all that stuff. And the last thing you want to do is not – and you could say that maybe they should have they should have been quicker about this. They should be doing a better job of, of narrowing it down or however they're going about it. But at the end of the day, I, this is a – you know, this is – it's a business and it's a, it's like any brand that decides to change their name or change their logo. You know, they have to go through a lot of, um, a lot of scenarios and a lot of thought processes to, to make these changes. And I think you have to kind of give, give them a little bit of, of time to do this because look, you know, there's a lot of people don't like the name Spiders. I could, I, I don't I mean, the name doesn't really mean that much to me as long as the team mm-hmm. is playing and that's all I really care about. Um, a lot of people don't like spiders. It, I think they, they just got to get it right. They just have to get it right. And how and if that's going to take an extra year, so be it. Could I mean it's going to look it's going to make them look bad the longer they take, no doubt. But right. um, better to look bad now than look bad in ten years and realize you made a stupid pick for your team name. So in okay. your mind, is spiders the favorite right now? I have no idea. I I would okay. say if I was forced to make a bet, yes. But I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't put a lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to come back with Brian's question here. If it was such a problem, why still have the Indians' name? Why not go to a Cleveland I mean, baseball team like Washington did with the Redskins, or well, with the Redskins? Now it's, Washington, now it's Washington football team. If it's such mm-hmm. a bad thing, why have they not taken it back and be like, "Well, we're just Cleveland. There's no." You know, like, I don't understand the process because Washington just went straight, cut it, dies, and let's search for something. Cleveland could have done the same thing. Why are they still keeping the Indians' name? Well, I think that Paul Dolan doesn't want to change the name, to be honest with you. I don't think they want to. Uh, I shouldn't say they don't want to. I think that in light of everything that happened last summer and you see Washington doing it, I think they felt like it was time. Um, to make the change, I'm not necessarily sure they wanted to. I don't. I really don't know the way, right way to phrase that, but it was it was more necessitated than it was proactive. It's not like they were, you know, last April or or, or May thinking about this about doing it. You know, things happened where it, it forced them to reevaluate it. Um, and I think there was some quote about Paul Dolan saying he'd love to use the word, you know, Cleveland Tribe. But it's too close to the Indians, so yeah, they won't use that. That would um, be awesome. You remember though that the problem, the problem with the Washington was that it was it was um, 
their advertisers. It, it affected their team revenue. That they, they had um, some major airlines and some other apps, some other sponsors that were going to take money away from them if they didn't make a change. Cleveland, as far as we know, hasn't been threatened with losing advertising money um, in, by keeping their name. So, yeah, they could have. I mean, I think it makes sense for them to change the Cleveland baseball team or Cleveland baseball club in the, in the short term, just they stop looking stupid and um, fiddling around with this. But, yeah, there's no there's no money being lost right now um, from advertisers. So I think that's why it's staying. So where can I get the hat that you're wearing? Is that a wild thing hat? That thing looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's from uh, Baseballism. I think it's sold out right now, but I got oh. it at the base. <laughs> I got it at the Baseballism store in Cooperstown in 2018. Oh, I'm so so. What it is <laughs> is it's the it's the baseball with a mohawk and the glasses and the yeah the tribe feathers coming out the back, right? Yeah, it's the it's the logo oh. from the major league. It's on the movie case. Oh, so transitioning into that. Let's do our trivia answer now while Mr. Ladd is still on here Whoa, with us. Before I we just got him three out. of them. All right. So the great Eddie Harris, sly veteran that he is, and he played that role good. I mean, anybody that steals Joe Boo's shot, <laughs> do you, you know, it's the man. Because I would not mess with Serrano. So, right. The four <laughs> things that he said he liked to doctor the ball with are... I, I really, I have no idea. I don't remember this part of the movie at all. Um, so, so this is purely an educated guess and kind of loose on educated. Here they are. My four snot, spit, chewing tobacco, and hot sauce. Did I get one? You got you one, got one, which was okay. snot. All right. So snot. the lie goes, what's that shit on your chest? Crisco, Bardol. Vagisil, and if, and if the oops watch me real close and rub some jalapeno up in my nose, that puts snot on the ball. Uh, <laughs> all right, I got one. Hey. I'm batting 250. Hey, you get paid a couple million dollars for that. That's right. <laughs> Put me in the four hole. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for coming on with us. You can find Justin at JL underscore baseball, and you can also find him at Indian Baseball is it Indians? Indians baseball insider.com for now, for now. Uh, also you have a podcast that you, I had no clue that you had a podcast. What's your podcast, bud? Uh, we do too. So one smoke signals, which is an Indians focused podcast. And right now they're both in the same feed because we're having some issues. Let me tell you, this is weird. I'm not taking more of your time, but, uh, we used to have these two feeds. It was a, a podcast feed for smoke signals and a podcast feed for farm report. Um, we switched our, our, podcast host to anchor from i forget what we used before but we can't get the farm report to work on anchor because the farm report podcast is owned by some agricultural people oh boy <laughs> so yeah it's being it's being blocked i tried to i tried to change the feed on anchor uh for farm report and they said well someone's already taken this and it's some agricultural podcast so right now wow. it's just smoke signals and we do we do an indians episode each week and then we do a farm report episode each week all right well, Bud, I can't thank you enough for joining us, and congratulations again on the condo. Yeah, I still wish you would have been right here beside us so I could just start yelling out the window at you. <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. Well, I understand. Hey, my wife was more excited because the people that came through that house were sitting there going, we were people watching. We're like, nope, nope, nope. Eh, maybe those people. Nope, nope. 
<laughs> so she's like, she goes, are those what? I'm like, I think they were, honey. She goes, tell them to move in. So she's the one that kept telling me to message you the price of the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, get, getting stuck with a bad neighbor is no joke, man. I, I trust me. Hey, we did it like when we first moved in. We had one cool neighbor, and then the neighbors that just moved out. At first, a little shaky. Then it ended up getting better afterwards. So right now we have the one neighbor that never comes out of their house, and now we're getting new neighbors. So I'm kind of curious to see what the new neighbors going to be because we don't have a privacy fence. So we're going to be seeing them a lot. <laughs> Maybe it's time to invest in that privacy fence if it's not a good neighbor. We we tried. We've talked about it. So it's still on hold. But but thank you so much for joining us. And like I said, thank you, Justin. Catch him. Thanks for having me. He tweets all the time. And you know something, you cannot go wrong with that hat. I'm gonna after we get off here, I'm gonna hit you up and I'm gonna see if I can get a hat from you. Okay. <laughs> All right, but have a good night. You too. See you guys. Later, Later, man. So that was Justin Latta from Indians Baseball Insider. And I'll tell you what, he kind of hit us up with the snot balls. He hit us mm-hmm. up with what's going to happen here at the trade deadline, possibly. And I kind of agree with you, Brian. I think they can be buyers and sellers. It depends on where they're at. But I have So, a, yet to be determined. I still have a feeling, though, that depending on where they're at, if they are like a couple games behind, I have a feeling that some of these veterans that they have on payroll, Cesar, Eddie, all that stuff, they might get shut. We're still going to keep Jose because Jose is under like one of the best contracts ever that the Cleveland's ever made. Do you know how many more years we have with him? I think till 23 or 24. Okay, so we, wow, we, that'd be great. We got a few more years with him. Mm-hmm. But I think they might ship out those and start playing the young kids and see what they have in the young kids, which is completely yeah, fine. I've, right. You know, take a uh, – well, it's hard to say because I was going to say take a note from what the Cavs did on what not to do because <laughs> if you're going to dip your toe into a rebuild, you it's not going to work. You have to go full-on rebuild or you have to full-on commit to competing for – a playoff spot because if you're just waffling in the middle, it's not going to be good. Right. We've been waffling in the middle since Terry Francona got here. No, get out of here. Well, we uh, competed no, no, no. for a championship. Okay. Yes. One championship. Okay. Yeah. Think and of, we made the playoffs and probably should have think beat about, the Yankees one year. Well, think about it though. Baltimore took the bottom right out. Kansas city took the bottom right out. Detroit's taking yeah. the bottom right out. We never took the bottom right out. This front office has retooled and re they have put winning baseball on the field for us to watch. So But up up until this year you've been a playoff contender every single year. How are we not you, a playoff you, you'll, contender? You'll never be able to afford to spend like the big teams and no. be like a full on championship contender. This is our year to do it. But you can give yourself a chance and just make the playoffs and if your pitching's good enough, you can make a run. Well, yeah, and, but, you know, we got to get to the playoffs, and they've made the playoffs, what, past Four five, or five years? years or something? So, I mean, yeah. we can't we can't dog them for what's going on right now because they're still playing winning baseball. They still have a winning record, so. Right, and, you know, I think we talked, well, we talked this morning about a, what would you rather have, a top 10 NBA player or a top 10 uh, MLB player, and, we kind of agreed that maybe the Indians don't have a top 10 MLB player, but they probably have two top 10 
or two top 20 guys and Beaver and Ramirez. Yeah. So what are you, should you just trade them off uh, right now or? Well, you can't, you can't, no, 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 you, you can't trade them off right now because of the way their contracts are set up. They are still cheap. If they were, they're still cheap, but, but if they they're, they're going to prevent you from being a full-on rebuild. I mean, you're not going to be able. You're not really paying them. I know, but but they're so. I'm so, saying they're so good. How many games has Beaver <sighs> won for us this year by himself? Uh, how I, many I, games has Ramirez this year won by himself? So if they're yeah, if they're on your team, <laughs> they're going to get you what anywhere from ten to twenty wins by themselves. Yeah, so you possibly. can't really rebuild if that's the case. Yeah, possibly, but still, like it, it's not that kind of rebuild. I mean, the Indians have got to set up their farm system, but right now their farm system's really good, which we'll get into the next time when we talk to Lada about their farm system because that's mm-hmm. what he he does the best. And well, Brian, let's listen to the Indians talk here. All right, sure. We did talk a little bit. Let's finish up the Browns OTAs before we yeah. get, before we get into Fat Boy Tuesday. Okay. So, mm-hmm. uh, Indians OTAs, like my whole, or the Browns, the Browns OTAs, my whole thing is, is it's voluntary. You know something? If you don't want to be there, don't be there. Like, it doesn't matter to me. As long as you're there for the mini camp and a training camp, I don't care right. because I know these guys are working out. They're not coming in like Dwayne Bo and just collecting a paycheck. These guys are actually working, and I know they're working because we see them working. They're meeting up with Baker and Austin. The offense is getting at least the skill players are getting there. The offensive mm-hmm. line together is together here in Cleveland somewhere. And the defense, Miles Garrett showed up to shore up the defense. You got so many new guys coming in on this defense. Miles Garrett, your two top leaders on defense, Garrett and Ward, were here right at the beginning. Just to right. get the guys acclimated and get everything to, you know. So I'm not it is what it is. I don't know why people think that you're going to get an extra percentage of because other guys or other teams are doing a full OTA. Oh, they're all there. Well, they're going to get a percentage. They're just walking through anyways. I don't understand why it's the Baker has the playbook. He's going through all the plays. I don't understand why these other teams are getting advantage. Explain that to me, Bri. I I can't, um, but it's, it's hard for me to get too upset about it because I know we do have the mandatory one. Is it next week? And so, you know, we have a couple days here with the defense or a couple days there with the offense that we're missing out on. I'm I'm not too upset about it. Obviously, you know, everyone that's listening to this works 40 hours a week and goes to their job 12 months a year. So it's like these guys can't roll out and, you know, spend three days on the football field in the middle of June, what's the deal with that? But it could help. I don't know how much it really helps because they'll have plenty of time in between now and the start of the season. I, You know, if you're calling in to local talk radio shows and saying, man, the reason we lost to the Chiefs was because we weren't all there at the start of June for those uh, voluntary workouts, then I don't think that holds a whole lot of water. No. Um, did I, did I, well, do you want to say anything else about the OTAs? Not really, because I, I just don't think it's a, that big of a topic. I mean, I, I, everybody's freaking out over it. They'll be there when they're there. All right. As long as right. they're there for training camp and mini camp, I don't care. That is like my big thing because they showed last year that they don't need to be there for all this. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
my wife does not need to go downtown to work. She can work from home. Like these are right. the things now you and I have to go to our job for what we do. But if you can stay at home and do your job and actually work out and do their job, I understand that some veterans like it. Rookies and, you know, early players need to do it. I get that. But if you're a veteran player, you, I wouldn't even say established, but if you think that you've got a handle on everything and you can actually be an adult and show up to practice in shape and on time, then that's all I care about. Right. Right. And and there's plenty of time between now and the start of September. So, you know, if you show up, if you're out of shape now, you can get in shape by then you can, you have a couple months to study the playbook. And if you're not good enough at that point, at the end of August, start of September, you're just not going to play. So it, it'll work itself out. I think. All right. Do you, but, have, um, you have one more thing? Well, it just real quick, you know, I talked about us going to Pennsylvania um, this past weekend, and it was actually the first time I ever went through downtown Pittsburgh, and it's just as terrible as I ever thought it was. What, we downtown Pittsburgh? Rush hour traffic. Oh, yeah. Awful. And all the one-way streets? We didn't go in downtown. We just kind of went kind of like on the highways oh, right. through it oh. so I could see you got, how hey. terrible their stadium was. It looks like it's about to fall down. It's just an awful, awful city. Um, but on our way to there, uh, we stopped at the Mountaineer Casino, and that's in West Virginia, and they have sports gambling there. And I really wanted to make a bet on the Browns. I just couldn't pull myself to it. Um, so I was going to ask you, would you have done – I, the bet I wanted to make was the Browns making the playoffs, and I thought I got all the confidence in the world in them. I don't think it's going to be a super popular bet because they've only been good for one year. But the bet was you have to put down two hundred dollars to win a hundred. Would you have done that? No, God no. I know those odds are terrible. Yeah, no. Like. <laughs> Super Bowl, maybe. Did you play Super Bowl? Bet? No, a couple guys I was with did oh, play the right. Super Bowl. They put a you put a hundred bucks you? down on the Super Bowl, and you win sixteen hundred. Hold on, did you put money down on Michigan to win the Big Ten? No, no, oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who their quarterback is going to be, and Shea, their their Shea coach Patterson. is awful. Yeah, she brings Shea Patterson back. We're seeing uh, why Shea Patterson was so good, and it sounded like a lot like. Uh, <laughs> DK Metcalf and AJ Brown might have had something to do with that. Um, but yeah, so they 1600 for the Browns to uh, win the Super Bowl. I didn't put money on that because I figured, well, if the Browns win the Super Bowl, I'm going to be happy as I could ever possibly be, anyways. So six, me losing out on $1,600, I'm not going to be too pissed about that. All right. So, Brian, we got to get into Fat Boy Tuesday. You ready? Let's do it. And now it's time for. Yeah. Hey, I love live shows. Love them. By the way, we're heard recording that. this just so that we can do it. I know Bri heard it, but I need everybody else to hear it. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, so it is Fat Boy Tuesday, and I got to remind myself to plug in my phone when I do stuff like this again. Mm. So Fat Boy Tuesday today, my wife, the wonderful, wonderful lady that she is, I have to tell one story from our Mulligan's trip. Um. Uh, I brought my food home with me and killed off. I got two dozen chicken wings. All right. Probably could have killed them all off, but I saved some for the next day because I'm a weird cookie, <laughs> especially with like KFC that I save chicken for the next day. So I come home from work. 
And that's the only thing I can think of in my head is I still got leftover chicken wings. I cannot wait to get into those. I walk in the door and I see her typing away on her computer and I look on the counter and there's a plate with chicken wing bones. And my first words <laughs> out of my mouth were, did you eat my chicken wings? She goes, I had three. Shut up, fat ass. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Love you too. So on that note, uh, we did have a great time at Mulligan's. The food was fantastic. Uh, check us out again on that. But I have a burger contest I'm bringing up to these two. All right. So this burger contest is being put on by Heinz. All right. Heinz, Pittsburgh Heinz. All right. Gross. So, I know, but this burger Get contest. Hunt's, Hunt's ketchup's much better. Okay. So this is a grand prize of $25,000. All right. You can travel and taste the best burgers in the United States and receive free Heinz condiments for life. All right. So all you got to do is build this burger. All right. However you want to do, you take a picture, you send it in, and they are doing it on sauces. And you have condiments that you can use. So the seven condiment categories include Mm -hmm. ketchup, mustard, mayo, relish, barbecue, flavor combination and freestyle okay you take a picture of your burger you send it in they judge it and if you win you get 25 grand you get to go on three vacations i call them to try burgers in different destinations okay and your sauce is going to be made Hmm. so that's genius uh, that 18 years and older 19 for Nebraska, 21 for Puerto Rico. So there's your limits of what you got to do. So should we enter this contest and make our burger? Each of us make a burger for this contest and see if we can win? I I need a little clarification because you were telling me about it this morning. And is the winner going to be who makes the best burger or who makes the best sauce for that burger? Okay, so to enter a chance group. Asking contestants to submit a photo of their burger masterpiece. So it is pretty much a picture of the masterpiece, but you can put it in those categories. So if you have a mustard or a ketchup or base or you mix them together, like I would love to do the freestyle and just just start mixing stuff together and see what happens. I got Betty mm-hmm. on my team. I know. I hear Betty. You hear Princess? Oh, of course I do. Princess is just going, Princess! She loves Fat Boy Tuesday. She definitely loves Fat Boy Tuesday. <laughs> but you uh, you pick the category, and then you can upload your photo of the masterpiece, and the judges will determine winner on the four criteria, creativity, presentation, build, mm-hmm. and sauce. So those are the four criteria. That you, I think we should do this. I think we'd be great at this. Yeah. Could you imagine uh, um, an illegal ham sauce? Oh my god. What would the illegal ham sauce be? Wow. Like? That's that's where I was getting at. Um do you guys have a special concoction that maybe might taste good that you've never had before? No, I think seen? we should all just get together and start mixing sauces together and see what we like. Yeah. And, and, make, a, and make a burger. Get make the illegal ham sauce. I like Jeez. the sweet and spicy stuff and maybe possibly a little bit creamy. So we would have to go. So we would be entering in the 
the flavor combination or freestyle, right? Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything that says, though, we can't enter it in more than one. Oh, yeah. You know? All three of us do a burger? Absolutely. All right. We could do that. When I was in Pennsylvania, I saw um, something I haven't ever seen before. It was a banana pepper mustard, and they had like three different kinds. Ooh, you ever heard of banana fan. pepper mustard? You're a mustard fan, too. Yeah, I didn't get it, but um, I, I had to it. take a double take. I would have got uh, it just to try it. Banana pepper mustard. I didn't yeah. know. I don't know. What do you mean? I would try it. You don't like banana peppers? No, I do like banana peppers, just... I don't know. Something about it shocked me a little bit, and I was like, I don't know. Would that be good or not? So I would have tried it. I would have tried it. it. It was after. So it was the, at the end of our trip. Oh, you know, yeah, we yeah, were yeah, eating, yeah. We yeah, were eating hot dogs and hamburgers basically the whole time. So <laughs> yeah. I probably would have got it if I saw it before. <laughs> and so, by the way, one thing about Pennsylvania that's very weird, you can't buy beer anywhere but the beer store. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Indiana's kind of the same up. way. Wow. That's messed up. We had to like drive but, but in Indiana, out of our way to find a beer store. Yeah, but in Indiana, also you can actually buy a keg out of the beer store instead okay. of instead of because that. uh, that's what we used to do when we lived over in the uh, <clears throat> western northwestern half of uh, of Ohio. Is we would just go across the border, buy a keg, and bring it back instead of having to pay the deposit and all that other crap. We oh just, yeah, we we were only like what an hour away from the border. It was only an hour to drive. You get a keg, you come back. They didn't we ask did, for We your did the same thing at Toledo. No. no, and Brian did the same thing. Plus, yeah, we, we would go up to Michigan. Plus, we would we would get some Everclear, make a trash can party. Yeah, you know about those, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's end Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, we're going to. Oh, Lily! Lily is just upset. What's going on? Mama, Mama must be home. Oh, Mama's home. All right, so we are going to get into our top three, and I picked this out for us tonight, our summer sweets. All right, it's summertime, and I wanted to know what your summertime sweets were, what you like to go to for a hot, humid, muggy week like it has been this week, and what you're going to. And I'll go first to give you guys a little example. So my number three is a push pop i love the orange push pop like the little flintstones push pops I, yeah okay i cannot i remember those no number, i remember those too number two the drumstick mm-hmm. that is my absolute favorite thing besides my number one and my number one and you could never go wrong with it the ice cream sandwich hmm uh, you can't go wrong with it. You're going to get messy. It's going to get sticky and gooey, but it's good. Yep. So, are you talking the the one with the chocolate cookies, kind of on the outside, the yeah, standard ice cream sandwich? Stand, yeah, standard ice cream sandwich. I could eat over over what over the over the chipwich, the chipwich. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, the chipwich slam dunk. No, no, no. I can't. I, I, I'm sandwich. not a cookie. I'm not. A, I'm not the cookie switch. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm just All straight right. original. I'm OG. All okay. Right. So, Vinny, why don't we get your top three sweets? Yeah. Uh, my top sweets. Three sweets. Um, it's gonna sound a little weird, but hot apple crisp. 
I've always liked that. Yeah. I, I, I think I kind of did this a little differently. I, I think I know where you're going with it now after hearing your top three. I did a little bit too, but go ahead. Then. No, no, yeah. No. My top three would be like hot apple crisp. I okay. used to, uh, you know, you could always swap the apples too with peaches. Or cherry. Cherry crisp is amazing. Cherry crisp oh, is amazing cherry. too. Absolutely. All right. Cherry is okay. one of my favorites. I just went ice creams, but that's just me. Yeah. It's all right. We have no, other have, sweets. Yeah. Like specific. Because we, have, kind of a, we have other stuff that we could talk about. Like I love the, uh, the sun tea. Brian, you remember sun tea in a glass jar? What? You get the tea bags in a glass jar. You just stick it outside and sun tea that thing up. No, you I never don't had sun tea that. before. Yeah, I I have, but that wouldn't be like a, a sweet though. When I would you sweet. would you get my grandmother's sugar in there? That's true. I mean, the, you got enough <laughs> sugar in that thing to rot your teeth out. Like when yeah. you take a sip of that, it's like you're drinking a four loco and a monster all at the same time. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> all right, so go ahead. I'm sorry. You're taking me back. Number two would be I have as a turtle Sunday from oh. from East Coast Custard. Okay. Specifically. Now, I've never been to East Coast Custard. Oh, Can you guys believe that? I love East Coast Custard. I've never custard. been either. All right. So, what, so what's a custard? Ever since I was a kid. It's, well, you're it's from the East Coast. No, 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 no. I moved out to the East Coast. There's a big difference. <laughs> big difference. I was born and raised here close by in town okay 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 but no 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 my my grandmother always used to take us to east coast custard all right so we've always kind of continued on that tradition too all right and uh there's one on what is that pearl road yeah i think that's like that's like the most famous it's been on like um burgers dives and drives or i don't know uh diners. that one diners diners yes. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's been on. Uh, it's been on one of those as like one of the best places too for uh, for ice cream, the custard, the whole nine yards. Yeah. So I used to see the turtle Sunday. All right. Love it. All right. Number one. My number one sweet treat would be the s'more. Oh yeah, you can't go wrong with a s'more. You know, campfire mm-hmm. s'more. Anyone mm-hmm. that's got a campfire. Typically does s'mores that, Vinny. That's so, a great had some one. this last weekend. Yeah, there you great. go. All right, so let's get into Bryce. Classic. Bryce, top three, number three. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you guys uh, went first because you jogged my memory on a couple of these. I already had my list made out, but my number one. This isn't truly my number one because nobody else has had it. But um, my grandma. Uh, when I was working down at the apple orchard, we'd come up one day a week and have lunch with her, and she'd cut us up some uh strawberry shortcake or peach cobbler or something, and she would just dump sugar on top of it. <laughs> like, oh, thanks, grandma. Now I need a nap before I go back for the afternoon. That's nice. that's and a couple other honorable mentions were um you you were talking about what you get from like an ice cream truck. Have you ever had oh, a two it. ball screwball? Yes. No. What's a two ball yeah. screwball? Uh Vinny, what is it? Like a sherbet with a couple of gumballs at the right bottom? there at the bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've never mm-hmm. had that. Yeah, we, right. we we actually had the ice cream truck go by uh, not too long ago. I says, "Love, I'm like, let's go on out. Let's take a look." Now, did you run out as a kid? No, 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 no. no, no. no. This was like just a week ago. I know, but did you oh, yeah. run out like a kid? Like, <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. I got money. Well, you know, I, I yeah, I, I had her by the hand though too, so we kind of went out like kids together. Start kicking her. Let's go. You're, yeah, he's yeah. gonna go by us. <laughs> poor, poor Ashlyn. Uh, you know, she was like. 
are you guys doing? So she ended up coming out too. So, you know, all three of us, you know, we were so excited. We started going out alone, but yeah. Oh my Heck God. Yeah. She caught right up. <laughs> uh, another one from the, um, the ice cream truck was, uh, it was like an ice cream sandwich, but it was on a stick. And instead of being like your chocolate cookies, it was like a vanilla, like a puffier cookie. But on the outside, it had an imprint of WWE wrestlers on it. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> do you Absolutely. really? Yes, like I Undertaker do. was on yes. there and Hulk yep. Hogan was printed on, burned on the side. Yep. I used to love those. Okay. So that just, you guys talking about that sent me back. Oh. Let me get in the top three. <laughs> I'll shout out. Well, some of them are local businesses. Some aren't. Um, I talked about it last year and it was, it's a seasonal thing. It's the. Frosted Animal Cracker uh, Blizzard from Dairy Queen. Yes. Yes. Really good. But it's only offered a couple times during the summer. I know, but it is such a game changer. Mm -hmm. It is. And another one, uh, there's about a a mile from my house. We walk there a lot is Handles. I don't know if you guys have a a Handles near you or if you've ever been. They have one, and I don't think they offer it anymore, but at the start of the summer they did a Nutter Butter um, ice cream. You know the little Nutter Butter cookies? Oh, yeah. That that's shaped like delicious. a peanut? Yeah. They have it in vanilla ice cream, and it was to die for. Right. And number one is also from Dairy Queen. It's also a seasonal summertime thing. It's something new, I think, this year. I've never had it before. It's the Girl Scout Cookie Thin Mint Blizzard. Have you oh, had that yes. yet? Ugh. You I, I tried it. it once. I cannot do Thin Mints. No? Really? No, I am not a Thin Mint guy. Like oh, those man. things, no. It looks like chocolate. Like, it looks like chocolate. It tastes like mint. It's disgusting. Do you like chocolate chip ice cream? Mint chocolate chip? Hell no. Really? I am not a mint guy. I, wow. That is where you, this is where we go off the deep rails. I am not a mint guy. Like my stepsister growing up, every time we got Girl Scout cookies, it had to be 45 boxes of Thin Mints. <laughs> and I got my one box of tagalongs. Yes, tagalongs. I would do the tagalongs and the shortbreads. I was, Those were my two. I was tagalong all day long. But yeah, thin bits, all that. No, no, hell to the no. So I always get the tagalongs and the dosi dos mixed that, up. What are the tagalongs? The tagalongs oh. are the peanut butter, the chocolate covered peanut butter wafer. Correct. Oh, and the dosi dos are like the peanut butter cookie ones. Yeah, the peanut butter sandwiches, like the nutter butters. Yep. Right. Gotcha. So okay. Yeah. Those now we're getting great. Girl Scout cookies. All right, Bri. So we are here <laughs> at the end of the show, and I got to surprise Bri here at the end of the show. Next week, we have, and it's confirmed, the power couple of competitive eating is going to join us next week, so stay tuned. We have Mickey <laughs> Sudo and Nick Weary joining us next week, so I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I just got... I got the confirmation right before we went on the video here, Brian. So stay tuned okay. next week. All right. We love our troops. We love our first responders. Thank you guys so much for everything you do. Thank you to Justin Latta for joining us. That was absolutely amazing. And Justin's great. I Justin's. I still want him to live by me, Brian. I think we can still make <laughs> that happen. It's not too late. It's not too late, right? You, you should do something like they do in uh, Step Brothers where – you try to deter people from living in the house that they're moving oh, to. Our, our, oh, that house. I already did it with <laughs> our house. Is I would go out on uh, the front porch of my underwear, 
and scratching my belly button. And I go, y'all buying that house over there? And then the Hope's yelling at me, get you, get back in the house. I'm like, no, 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 honey, we got new neighbors over here. So this is, and she, she hates it when I do that. She's like, she goes, you know, you wouldn't do that. I'm like, I know, but it'd be hilarious if I did to see the look on their face. So Just slam, slam herself a bush light, throw it up in the air, pull out a shotgun and skeet shoot it. <laughs> Now you're giving me ideas. Don't, don't give me ideas. That might scare people <laughs> off. That might bring people in. I don't know. Depends right. where you live. All right. So starting July 6th, we will be live at Rookies, and we will be live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. after that, okay? So stay tuned. We're about to do it. We're going to break the Band-Aid. We did a recording tonight, so I have it. It will be saved. So, Bri, you got anything to say before we close it out? Yeah. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. All right. My cousin Vinny, you want to give him a good night? Hey, have a good night, everybody. All right. I am that fat guy. We are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. Thanks for listening.